0: Good morning. So thankful, like very thankful actually to be here in worship with you this morning. Uh, <clears throat> I have not been here on a Sunday all January. And, um, and so just to squelch any rumors, I was sick, but I did not have COVID. Um, I'll say that over and over again. I did not have COVID. I got tested twice. I've been vaccinated three times, um, but I did have some other thing going on that you don't really need to know about, but uh, I'm here, and I'm 14 pounds lighter than I was last time you saw me, and uh, we'll see if we can keep it that way. So, um, but I don't recommend the diet I went on. We'll just say that. Um, but I'm very thankful to be here today as we uh, gather and worship. Uh, we're going to be, or we have been talking <clears throat> a little bit about conflict, and and the past several Sundays we've looked at it in different aspects of our life and. And different things. And what I want to do, it's, it's not on the slides. The, the, I can tell from the preview that the slide that I want to show isn't queued up. But I'm going to read from Luke chapter 22 and, and 24 verses, verses 24 through 27. And you can follow along if you want to. Um, but uh, it gives a little glimpse into some conflict um, in that early church among the disciples. And so starting in verse 22, it says, a dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said, that is Jesus, he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But he says, not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as the one who serves. For who is greater? The one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. And so in the early church, you know, just like a lot of things in the early church, there was a little bit of conflict and and the disciples (laughs) had conflict among themselves as they were doing their work to, to spread the gospel, to share the love of Jesus. And so just let me ask you, just by show of hands, I can see you, who who. In here, loves conflict. Who's raising their hand back there? Okay, everyone who who did not raise their hand can continue worshiping at Bethany, and the rest of you are dismissed. Okay? Yeah. No, that's not normal um, to love conflict. Most people don't enjoy it. And most people don't even know how to really handle it or how to address it really well. It's a difficult thing to do, right? Now, not all conflict is bad. I mean, some conflict needs to happen. Um, some, you, know, you don't have to agree with everyone and everything. But generally, when it comes to conflict, people don't enjoy it. It's not something that you, you rush headlong into. But So let me ask you this. Um, no, Maybe one person in here likes conflict, but the rest of you. Um, how many of you have experienced conflict? At home, at work, with a friend? Right? Right. So here's what's always confusing to me. I don't, I don't know anyone, except for the one person in this service that likes conflict. And, and out of everyone who doesn't like conflict, like, then how is it that there's so much conflict? Like, if nobody likes it, then why does it happen? And it, and it, and it happens uh, for very human reasons. We all have different viewpoints and perspectives and values and beliefs and desires, and that gets into the mix of things and it causes trouble. I mean, conflict is alive and well. It's alive and well in corporate America. It's you you see it in the workplaces, and it's not usually like just super aggressive, it's typically more passive-aggressive, you know, like as per my last email, kind of passive aggressive. But people they, there's, there's conflict in the workplace. And, and as I was thinking about you know, conflict in places of work, I thought, man, not only is it like just in places of work, but just, it's just any, any America, not just corporate America. Like, there's a lot of conflict in the U.S., right? There's, there's not agreement on how we should be as a culture or as a society or how we should move forward in certain ways and what the next best step is. And, and it creates a lot of tension, and unrest and just at times open conflict and so let's look back at that Luke 22 verse and and particularly verse 24 the disciples and you see this in a couple of the gospels this is a dispute arose among them uh, as to which was going to be considered the greatest like who among the 12 is the best right in another gospel one of the mothers of the disciples is Going to Jesus, saying, basically, my son should sit at the right hand of God the Father because he's the best. And of course, that didn't go over well. And so, even among those who are the closest to Jesus, there's this at times this conflict over just who is who is better, right? And this, it got me thinking, actually, uh, I was having flashbacks. I have what I call recall memory, which is I don't remember anything until I do, just randomly. And uh, so I was remembering, uh, and I have to say this because it doesn't exist anymore, but I used to work at this place, and I've said this before, called Blockbuster Video. And it's a place you could go into the store, and you had a card, and you could rent a video, and you could take it home and watch it. And sometimes it was late, and you had to pay a late fee on it. And it was kind of like a library. And that's the thing that still exists, but it was for videos, right? And I was, what was they called a CSR? I was in high school, senior year of high school. I was a customer service rep, and there was another guy who was a customer service rep, and I was going to be working through the summer and planned on transferring to a store here in Austin when I went to college. And, and the manager there was like, oh, you know, we're going to have an open key shift position, a shift manager position, a key holder. And, um, and one of you two, CSRs, will likely get it. So it was me and this other guy. And it was like, game on. Mm. Right? I remember the next day when I came to work, the guy that I worked with, he was already there. And I was like, what are you doing here already? And he said, well, I got here 15 minutes early. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you did. And so what did I do? The next day, I showed up twenty minutes early, and then one day we were like sitting like you know you have to do paperwork and you 're reconciling late fees and all this stuff and And it's kind of detail-oriented. And and me and this other CSR were doing some stuff, and the store manager was there. And and he was very graceful and grateful for him to point out all my errors that I had made while the store manager was standing there. He was like, oh, you miskeyed this thing. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate it. So what did I do? I just volleyed it right back. I made sure I pointed out everything he did wrong every chance I could in front of the store manager. You know? And uh, this is how conflict happens, right? Um, you know, and ultimately, um, I, of course, got the job. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but I have to say, reflecting on it, I don't know that I was, you know, the nicest about it. Um, and shortly after, he resigned. And, um, you know, but that's, that's what happens sometimes. And, and it's a very human thing. And we all experience this in different contexts and places, and yet I don't, I don't know that we all really know how to handle it well and uh, in, a, in a graceful way to handle conflict. Um, in Luke 22, verse 27, Jesus, you know, the dispute rises among the disciples, and, and he says to them, I, I'm among you as one who serves. And this blows my mind when he says this because, I mean, Jesus is uh, the Son of God. He is uh, the ultimate authority. He, uh, out of anybody, is the one that should be honored and glorified and praised and and raised to the highest position and given all, all that He is due. And yet, He doesn't demand that. He comes as someone who serves. And He demonstrated this time and time again. I mean, even on the night he was betrayed, he was washing the feet of his disciples. He, not fighting, not resisting, willingly went to the cross to die in service to you, and to me, and to everyone. He's telling his disciples, and therefore he's telling us, that we should show up as one who serves? who considers others greater than you. And this is hard. It really is. It's a difficult thing to do. But we do it because it's the ministry that we've been given. I mean, look at Second Corinthians in chapter 5. The Apostle Paul talks about this. He says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, through Christ, in our brokenness, in our sinfulness, we are reconnected, reconciled, put together with God again, made whole. And in so doing, the baton is passed to us to to share that same ministry, that same love with other people. And this is what's crazy about this, is that that Christ did all of this from a, a place of service and humility. And again, it's not that he agreed with everything going on in the world. Like, he would challenge people. He would say, don't, don't do that. I don't agree with this. How many husbands have you had? Like, he wasn't passive. But everything he did, he did in love. And, and even as he was confronting people, he was offering grace and healing, and restoration. He wasn't tearing down and destroying. He was rebuilding and lifting up. And then we are called into that same role. Because again, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, not only do we have conflict with one another, not only do we sometimes see someone and think, I'm going to, destroy them. Like, I'm going to prove to them I'm right. I'm going to be better than them. I'm going to dominate, whatever it is, to make my point with this person. We, people do that. Not only does that happen among us, but also it happens with God. Like, we are in open conflict against God. Like, you can read what scripture says you can hear the word of god you can be told time and time again we are supposed to carry the ministry of reconciliation we are supposed to be the people that bring forgiveness and grace and mercy and what do we do i don't think so he doesn't deserve it she never asked me for forgiveness so she doesn't get it and i hope she suffers I can't let it go. They don't deserve to be forgiven. We hear uh, the words of God and the encouragement in Christ and instead of saying, yes, we're here to follow you, we say, no, God, I actually choose another way. We're in conflict with what even God calls us into. And yet... And yet, he, he sent his son to serve us even though we are in open conflict with him. At any point, I mean, God could literally just destroy us, and he doesn't. He sends his son for us so that we can be forgiven. Paul says that is... In Christ, God was reconciling us to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. That is, he doesn't count our open conflict against him, against us. He forgives. And then he goes one step further. He trusts us to offer the very same grace to others that he gives to us. And so he entrusts us with this message of reconciliation. And he goes on a little bit further to say, do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews or Greeks or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many so that they may be saved. That is, no matter where you come from, no matter what you believe, I mean, this is the point, right? We have a lot of diversity in thought and opinion and attitude, and it doesn't matter at the end of the day whether you're Jew or you're Greek or you're part of the church of God, you should not be seeking your own good, but you should be seeking the good of others, being like a servant so that they may be saved. Because they, others, Experience the love of God when you share the love of God through who you are. So we are part of that ministry of forgiveness and grace and reconciliation. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's what we're called to. It's what we're rewarded with. It's what we're gifted with with through Jesus. And so I pray that you uh, continue to experience the love and fullness of Christ for you and that forgiveness and mercy and grace. And may you openly share that same love and that same mercy and same grace with others. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.